ברוכים הבאים בשם השם, ולחנוכם ואיזה שם, welcome to our weekly Wednesday year. Unfortunately, still happening Wednesday afternoons. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get back to the Wednesday night match. Shem Gizim Dehid. Dino Nishmas, Chosid of Sholem, of Yeshua, and Abacher, Gabriel Himelech, Olav Sholem, Yibad Lachayim, Binyamin Yoyetz, Shlita Shirkev. This Shabbos is Shabbos. It's a big Shabbos. It's a big Shabbos in that it's Shabbos Rishchidosh, the second day of Rishchidosh. How much more special does it get already? Shabbos Rishchidosh, beautiful. We get to the different davening. We have to add Yalav Yove and our davening and our benching. And for Musaf, we don't say the regular Tkanta Shabbos, we say Ati Yitzharta. Obviously, we don't say it's Koscha by Mincha, it's But we add Yalav Yavi. It's a beautiful day. This Shabbos is a special Shabbos. It's Shabbos Parashas Golem. What a beautiful Shabbos. Oh, I admitted to say I'm sorry. With the Shabbos Rishchidosh, we take out a second Sefer Teda for Rishchidosh. We're going to read the regular Pasha, which is Mishpatim, and then we'll read from a second Sefer Teda, not Pasha Rishchidosh, Rishchidosh Kriya from Yom Shabbos. Not the whole Rishchidosh Kriya. This Shabbos, as we said before, is Shabbos Pashash Kolim. Another special part to Shabbos, and therefore we take out a third Sefer Teda. There, the Zaya tells us that whenever the Aron Kedish is open, it's a very special time to pray. When the Holy Ark is open, it's a special time to pray. A lot of people know that. Didn't know until now. They heard it now. Open when you open the ark is open. It's a special time. Shabbos they take out Monday, Thursday they take out Zivatera. Mm-hmm. They tell a funny story of the fellow that went in the middle of the night. His situation was very dire, and he went in the middle of the night, and he came into the darkness. Medish only the eternal light over the Arunkadesh was burning. And he went up to the Aron Kedish in those days they didn't need a safe or major locks on the Aron Kedish apparently. And he opens the Aron Kedish and he starts to cry out, pour out his heart to the Rebbeinu Shalelem. And he poured out all his problems and all his issues. And when he finished, he closed the Aron Kedish waiting for a sign, waiting for a message from God that his prayers were heard. 
they started to back away from their Kedush out of reverence and respect, forgetting that there were three steps to walk up to their Kedush. And he trips Nebuch and falls down the steps and finally gets up, he's all banged up, and he says, okay God, you don't want to do it, okay, but don't push me. The Ankeid is open, it's time for prayer. So much more so, when they take out a second Sefer Terah. And of course, so much more so when they take out three sifritera. On the rare, rare occasion that that happens. Simchas Terah, we take out three sifritera. Rabbi, the simple question. Rabbi, why three? Does any one of them have a different parsha in it than the other one doesn't? Why are we taking out a second and a third Sefer Read from the one Sefer and roll it. It rolls the Sefer Why can't you just roll it and get to the other portion that you have to read from? So let us uh, dissect, digress a moment. We said we read from Pashish Mishpatim which is in Chumash Shmeis. We then will read a Shchidish, which is in Bamidbar. Not Bamidbar, it was the end of Bamidbar, Pinchas. Then we read Shkolim, which is in Kisisa, back in Shemais. So, to do that, to do that, we'd be doing a lot of rolling back and forth. That lot of rolling takes time. In America, the expression is time is money. Time is money. Who has time? But then again, it's Shabbos, who lives there? So the Minigir Shalayim is, when they take out three Sifritera, you make three different kugels. So obviously, they're in a rush to get home. You get the three different kugels. Until they find out that the wife made a broccoli kugel, a cauliflower kugel, and a spinach kugel, then mm, I could have stayed longer in show. There's a concept in halacha called Tircha de Tzibura. There is also a concept called Kovid Hatzibur. The Shaliach Tzibur, the Chazan, as we would call him, needs to be one that is Merutzebekol. That the majority or most of, or all the people davening want to hear him. 
Unfortunately, and this dates back a couple of years, I guess, to the time of the Beis HaMikdash, where people have a taiva for these type of things. And they have this, not just a yearning, it's they have this, this, they use the word lost, be a little wild. They have a taiva, they have, they want these things, they enjoy these things. They enjoy honor, they enjoy glory. They enjoy getting up and speaking, even if they don't know how. And they enjoy getting up and singing, even when they don't know how. So in those days, in the time of the Islamic English, a person wanted to be a Kayan Gadol. Unfortunately, there were times, there were Tkufa, where Kayan Gadol bought his way in. He paid for being Kayan Gadol. You'll look at me and say, Rabbi, please, Kayan Gadol, the person, the only one that ever goes into the Holy of Holies, to the Kedish Kedoshim, once a year in Shem Kippur, he, he bribed his way to get there? Well, we know King Godel wore garments. Amongst them had bills. And the reason was so when he went into the Holy of Holies there was a rope attached to him. And if, God forbid, he was not fit to go into the Kedish Kedashim but went in anyway He died. He expired. He passed away. And they had to pull him out from the Kedish Akadashim. Obviously nobody could go in to get him. So the solution was they had this rope attached to him and they pulled him out by the rope. So we saw, unfortunately, there was decadent, there were terrible, terrible, terrible times even while the Besamidish was still standing. And we had these people that had this type of taivas. What to do? So we have the Shliach Tzibur, who, as we said before, has to be Merusa Bekol, has to be somebody the congregation wants. But the Gabayim don't always take that into consideration. So when you have a real chazan in a shul, then obviously there's a committee, a board, and they hear him out, they give him a trial, a proba, and then they'll give him a Shabbos to daven and see how he does and how he hits notes, and they'll take a general poll, a consensus afterwards, and find out it's good enough for everybody, then we go on, we hire him. Um, if, however, it doesn't pass, he doesn't make it through the situation, 
the tests, the trials. So they don't hire him. So the chazan needs to be mirutzibikol. We want, in other words, the tzibur to be comfortable in shul. Comfortable with their chazan, comfortable with the melodies, comfortable with everything that goes on, all the surroundings. comes to reading of the Torah that man also needs to be someone that everybody wants to hear you have some people that can't really carry a tune even without it, even with an Arab and you have those people that don't know how to really read properly and those people don't really know how to apply the proper diktuk but yet once again you have people's shuls where the guy pays enough and he gets to read. Days of old, when you got your aliyah, you read your own aliyah. When you got called up to the Torah for whatever portion it was, you had to read that Torah portion. Unfortunately, since we were inundated with a generation of many ignoramuses, not to embarrass the ignoramus, we appoint a Balkore, one that reads the Torah himself, and he reads for each person, the person makes the bracha before and after, and they follow along quietly with the Balkore. So again, something that needs to be pleasing to the congregation. Now, if you're going to have somebody that schleps the neshama, as we call it, with either reading the Torah or davening for the Amid, people are not happy. People know they come to shul, they have to be here at least, say, an hour and a half, two hours. Excuse me. They can live with that. They come to shul on that basis, understanding that. You have, of course, the JFK people. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't live in my circles, you don't know what it means. JFK is just for Kiddush. They come just for the Kiddush. Towards the end of Davening, or all of a sudden in the middle of Musaf after Keser, they're setting up ready the Kiddush. By the time they say Aleinu, they're already drunk. And all they make Kiddush on is a small little cup of whiskey. And in those cases, of course, because you have those people in shul, other people are distracted during Musaf ready, and they're also looking and eyeing where the, which seat they're going to hop, so they can get to the Kiddush, they can get the best angle, without having to ask people to pass food to them, they'll have the best array, best choice. 
So we don't want to schlep. We want to make sure that people are happy and they come to shul and they can go home from shul. And not come home and say, oh, I'm not going back there again. Unfortunately, the hard way, even this generation, children or grandchildren of survivors of the Holocaust, we learnt also the appreciation to a shul. Whereas living in through the years of the Holocaust, and a shul wasn't even on people's minds, it was getting up in the morning, surviving the night, finding an extra potato peel. Sorry. Or, or finding a miraculous pair of tefillin that they could wrap even in the middle of the night or before sunrise, whatever it was. They would have tens of people standing around in the wait, hiding, with death lurking on their heads, on their shoulders, breathing down their neck to put on that tefillin and to say Shema Yisrael. We had our time now. And we're still unfortunately going through it. COVID. And this COVID does the same. Did the same to us. Locked us all in lockdown. Put us in our homes. Did not let us down with a minion. Did not let us go to shul. Did not let us congregate. did not let people hear Kedusha or Kaddish or say Kedusha or Kaddish. It was a horrible, horrible time. And as things eased up, we grew to appreciate the smallest minor things. Going out on our front porch and joining a minion going out in our backyards, joining a minion. You weren't standing with ten people. You had two people on this porch, two on that porch, four on that porch. As long as you all saw each other, ten people, that became a minion. Many halachas were learnt. Many halachas were improvised for this era that we went through. Shuls are more or less back to order, back to normal. But many people are still very uncomfortable. Many people still need to understand that social distance is not a simple thing. But when you go into a shul with many people, you're not going to have that luxury. So one looks for the smaller shul sometimes, or the lesser crowd, so they can daven comfortably with a minion and not feel that people are breathing literally down their necks.
So as we said, we don't need any delays in Shul. If we were to take our Sefer Torah, our one single Sefer Torah, read from it one parsha, then roll to the second, then roll back to the third, this would take time. Now, you can improvise, and you can have the rabbi speak while they're rolling, as we do on Simchisteria, in case you had to roll, they use it they use the time while the Rishus is said, calling up the person for Shalchazabresha, while they say that whole long introduction, they use that time, if they don't only have one Sefer to roll the Sefer But if you only have one Sefer in the Shul, it's not simple to go bring a second or third. Besides that it's hard to bring, halakhically speaking, it's not a very simple thing. Therefore, when we have three Sifr Torah, three different places of the Torah that we need to read from, tells us the sages, tells us our rabbis to make sure that people are comfortable in shul, take out three different Sifr Torah and read from each one. And therefore, this Shabbos Hashem, for most shuls, they will take out three Sifri Tera, a very, very special time. If one Sifri Tera is being taken out, and the Zaya tells us how great it is, and special it is, of a time for prayer, how much more so when three Sifri Tera being taken out, so may all may all our prayers be fulfilled for good and for blessing as we stand in Shul this Shabbos and they take out the Aaron Kedish, they take out the Sivritera from the Aaron Kedish. As the Aaron Kedish is open until they take out the Sivritera, Davin, Davin for all the good things, Davin for all the positive things. Davin for the health of Klal Yisrael. Davin for barren women to have become pregnant. Davin for children that need to be married to be married. Davin, Kidlach, Davin. Ask Hashem, be free with your prayer. Be totally open. Don't hold back anything. Don't say it's too much to ask God of this. I'm embarrassed to ask God for this. Your Kedish is open. This three Sifritera coming out. Davin, like you've never Davin before. Mishenichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. When other comes in, we have to add in our Simcha. We need to add in joy. Wow. It's a wow. We say every day in Davening, Ivduas Hashem Basimcha. Serve God with joy. Now you want me to take that up a level, up a notch, or two or three or four? So that Ivduas Hashem Basimcha? That's that's powerful. Really powerful.
And ironically, the wording is so powerful. In that Mishnah Nasadar, once other comes in, Marbim Besimcha doesn't say on Rishchidish Besimcha Gedayla. It says once other comes in, we need to add in our Simcha and our joy. And we need to continue adding every single day of other. As I've said many times, we don't hear it until of. By of it says, Mishinichnas of Mimayatin Besimcha. Which even then the Rebbe says, it doesn't mean when Av comes in we need to minimize our Simcha. It says, Mishinichnas Av, when the Av comes around, and Av is a month of sadness, the month in the middle of the three weeks, the month housing the nine days. The Rebbe says, Mishinichnas Av, Mimayatin. We need to minimize this morning. How? Besimcha. With joy. Simcha is a mainstay ingredient in the Jewish lifestyle. A mainstay ingredient in the Jewish way of living. A main facet that keeps our heads up high and keeps us marching strong. Because Rabbi Isai, look at what's going on, what's been happening over the last year. What's happening to people over the generations of decades and decades. And you sit down and you can get very, very depressed. Go into a Yad Vashem museum. It's very depressing and hard to see. But worse than that is, it brings up questions. It brings up Sveikas, doubts. Doubts. How does Hashem do that? And we've told you many times when Meshir Rabbeinu went to get to Teda and Sinai and he heard that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that everything I do is chesed v'rachimim v'emes. He couldn't grasp how. Human beings don't have this Muslim where everything across the board is true, true. Yes, many of us are zealots and we stand for our rights and we do the things we think is right and we stand up and we'll scream at this one in the street and we'll humiliate that one we'll put this one down and that one up and this one around deep down deep down there's something not there something not kosher so for a human being to grasp that everything across the board is exactly the way it has to be is very hard. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, I've told this story so many times, I'm going to do it in the synopsis. I don't know how you're going to look it up in the archives. And he shows them how the person dies and the child remains an orphan and the money gets stolen. And then he shows them a second scenario where the money is returned to its rightful owner and the person that murdered the man is put to death etc. The cycle of life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of running the world in a perfect manner. Anyone that did right gets paid back right. Anyone did wrong 
unfortunately sometimes gets paid back wrong unless of course they do tshuva and most of us cheskes tshuva most of us we understand that they've done and they tried and they worked on themselves to do tshuva and they ask openly for forgiveness from everyone around I'll take that opportunity too and I'll ask So that we all have somewhat of a slate. Can't say it's going to become clean. Because although you ask forgiveness, not necessarily will you be granted the forgiveness. Because unfortunately human nature is as such. Mishkedish Adar. Parshish Kalim is the first of the four Parshias. Also, we've explained many times how it works. Shkalim will be the Shabbos of either a Shkhedish other or Shabbos Mevarachim other. If the Shabbos that we bless other, the Shkhedish other, and the Shkhedish is not on a Shabbos, then the Shabbos that we bless the Shkhedish is Shkalim. The Shabbos before Purim is Zacher. It has nothing to do when Shkolem is. Zacher is an entity of its own. The Shabbos prior to Purim. Remember what Amalek did to you. Since the story of Purim is with Haman. And Haman was a descendant of Amalek. The next one is Shabbos Parah. Parshas Parah. Parshas Parah is connected to Parshas Chedesh. In that Parah is always the Shabbos before Parshas Chedesh. Chedesh being the fourth of the, of the four Parshas. And Parah is the Shabbos before Chedesh. And it hinges on just that. To be the Shabbos before Whereas Chedish is either Shabbos Mavarchim of Chedish Nisan <coughs> or or Shabbos either Shabbos Mavarchim Chedish Nisan or Shabbos Chedish Nisan. Obviously, if Rishchidish other came out on Shabbos, Rishchidish Nisan cannot come out on Shabbos. These parshas, excuse me, each have a supplement that's read from the Teda. A different Sefer Teda is taken out for them. Shkolem is Kisiso. When they counted the Jewish people, by each one had to give a Machtsis Hashekel. That's how it's actually pronounced. And... This Machsa Shekel was, was given to the in the Beis HaMikdash they had a box and the Eden then counted the Kehanim or whoever was Levim, counted all the coins and they knew the head count for Kali Yisrael. 
Kisiso Esreish Bnei Yisrael Lefkudayim Venosnu Ishkei Fenafshei Also, the giving of this Machsa Shekel is a Kei Fenafshei is a forgiveness for the soul and therefore HaOshel LeYarbe V'Hadal LeYamit The rich man cannot give more than the half a shekel and the poor man cannot give less. Machrizim al-Ashkolim. They would call out for the Ashkolim, either Shabbat Zavarchim or Ashkadish Adar, for the money that needed to be put together for the Kabbanis for Pesach. So therefore, this started, the campaign was not like today's days, where they give you a week to give the campaign, or 36 hours, or 72 hours. This had a whole month. So therefore we lay now Shkedish and Shkolim and the Haftar of Pasha Shkolim and we'll add a Pasuk of Shkedish um, the question of course becomes Tadr Shein Tadr Tadr Kedim why do we do Shkedish first and then Shkolim because Tadr Shein Tadr when there's a something, something that happens often something that happens not so often the one that happens often comes first. The Pasha Shavuot is Pasha Shavuot. We read every Shabbos seven Elias and then Maftir. In order to divide that up this Shabbos, six Elias are read in Pasha's Mishpatim and the one that gets Shishi We'll have Shishi until the end of the Pasha. Rishchidish, we call up the person for Shvi, and Maftir is Shkolom. Mishpatim. Full. Full, full, full Chumash. Full Pasha. Mishpatim, an action-packed parsha. What is an action-packed parsha? You would think crossing the Amsav is action-packed. You would think getting the Terah is action-packed. The war with Amalek action-packed. Mishpatim is action-packed. Mishpatim fires away with one mitzvah after the other. literally almost looking like it has no theme to it it goes from one mitzvah to the next now truth to be told Teda is Nitzchis Teda is perpetual but more powerful than just being Nitzchis is the fact that Teda has a perfect flow to it and therefore <coughs> 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 
one would study in depth each mitzvah of the Pashas Mishpatim, one would actually even find the flow and the connection of the goring cow and certainly all the other things that go before it and after it. The Pasha itself though starts off Ve'ela Mishpatim and these are the ordinances Ashatasun Lefneim you should place before them. Ve'ela the word the letter Vav says and Ela would mean these Ve'ela and these when we see we use the word and <coughs> it means that it's connected to the sentence prior so Ve'ela Mishpatim is a continuation and connected to the parasha before which is Yisrael and we know that Rashi says Ma just like the ones before were said on Sinai so too these were said on Sinai. And the fact that Moshe says, I should toss them with Nahum, you should place this before them. This teaches us About the Jewish elders, sorry, the Jewish, the Chachamim, the deduce from this, and this is the source of which the Talmud says that you need to bring disputes, disputes before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Also, obviously, tells tells us that everything that we do, we bring before Hashem, so that we can understand, so that we can live the proper life in the proper dictum, in the proper way. So, by saying "Ashitasim Lifneim," says the Chachamim, the sages tell us, this teaches us that you have. Establish the Jewish courts. So even if the ruling, even if the ruling is is exactly the same, Bezdin and the secular court would come up with the same ruling. We're instructed to keep to the Bezdin. Why? Because when one does so, and they listen to Tata, they listen to Das Tata, they're submitting themselves to the will of Hashem. (laughs) 
Whereas if you listen to the secular courts, and you take your psak from the secular courts, even though their conclusion is the exact same, is identical, one is acknowledging the justness of human convention and logic. You're not actually listening to Taylor itself. The importance of observing the laws because they are Hashem's laws, these are Hashem's will that you do so, is also conveyed in the Gemara, if you keep your score at home, it's Shabbos 105, side 2, Kufheya Mebez, as the tactics of the Yetzirah. That voice inside us that draws us to Rahman al-Sallam doing sin. The Yetzirah does not initially suggest that we do Aveda, that we go out there and sin the most horrific and grievous sins, Rahman al-Sallam. Yetzirah is very, very politically versed he's well versed and he knows exactly how to twist a person's mind today he tells him to do this tomorrow he tells him to do that and in the end he tells him to go serve and the person listens Chassidus explains that the initial suggestion that does not involve doing an Aveda, even in a minor prohibition, the Yetzirah doesn't say even the smallest of Avedas. He starts off by lending credence to mitzvah's observance. And he says, do this mitzvah, do this mitzvah, even by my standards, it's good. In this way, the Yitzhara becomes your friend. Once he's a friend, he infiltrates. He infiltrates the person's attitude towards state observance. And instead of being centered on obedience, Ta'ikadosh Baruch Hu's will, one's observance of the mitzvahs becomes defined by the degree to which he finds a particular mitzvah sensible, useful and personally beneficial after successfully the Yitzhara diverts a person's focus from obeying God's will only because it's God's will Yitzhara eventually lures the person into start veering off the track and Rahman al-Islam beginning to do sins of Adis. so therefore the Taylor instructs us Do not go to secular courts, even though they'll come up with the same conclusion as the Teda. So that you don't fall prey to the Yitzhahara's vices. The fact that we keep Teda and Mitzvahs 
is not contingent on the human being's rationalization of the mitzvah. That's not the only way that a person does mitzvahs. Many mitzvahs need to be done with pure Kabbalah's oil. And therefore they have to obey the mitzvah primarily and most importantly because this is what God wants. We run back and forth in this parasha, like I said before. And we learn about Sher Shenaga Chesapara. Hashem Mishpatim is like a mini shas over here. So many different sectors are built, tractates that are built on this parasha. So Taylor teaches us Vikiyigach Sheriff and Ax Gors. Taylor teaches the laws of liability, damages caused by a person's animal. What's the scenario that Taylor tells us? An ax went and damaged someone's property. And as she says, the Taylor talks about the simple lotion. And in, aside for any other specific reason, for an exception, the same laws apply in all similar instances. In the case of property damage, for example, the same law applies, so laws apply, whether the damage was done by an ox, or another animal, or a bird. Rashi's expression that the scripture speaks of the ordinary is also a very important message about how we have to look at everything that transpires in the world as we just spoke. It's easy to recognize and to acknowledge God's influence over the world when we observe an unlikely turn of events or an unnatural phenomenon. like the snowstorms that we're going through. However, when things follow the regular pattern, and the world seems downright predictable, it's not hard for the Yitzhah to get into our minds and make a mistake and say, oh, you see, it's all natural. It's all the norm. It's automatic. people that like to deny anything of this what's well, not supernatural but things that are not according to nature we can use our typical example today in the age of COVID you have people that say the mask is not necessary, washing your hands is absurd, you anyway have to wash your hands, it's ridiculous, and uh, the keeping the social distance, and they're not passing anything, it's all over, it's finished, it's gone, people are fed up to the gazoo about this disease. Is it gone? No. 
What can it do still? Who knows? We find people that have within themselves some kind of something, and because of COVID, it surfaced. It was within them all the time. It was dormant within their body. And they got COVID and it became poof, it exploded. Not during COVID even, months later. It does not leave the body so simply. And many people tell you, I had it, it was nothing, I got over it, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing different. Ashrechem, Rabbi say Ashrechem. I'm so happy to hear that for you. May God protect you and all the other fools. That nothing should affect you ever. The Mikra, the scriptures, speaks of the regular, of the ordinary. Rashi points out the fallacy of this way of thinking, ordinary. Even the most normal, predictable parts of life, aspects of life. Rashi says, Mikra Midaber. Scripture, Teda is talking. By the words that are written in Teda, that's how we exist, we continue, and we live on. And Hasidus teaches, all of existence is constantly recreated. And constantly animated by the words of God, on a constant basis. God utters to bring the world into existence, just like Bereshah's Baralekim, every second of the day we are recreated. Sirashi's words teach us, nothing's natural. Mikra, because scripture speaks, ordinary happens. Should worship God your God. There'll be no bereaved, or barren woman in your land. I'll fill the number of your days. Many people struggle in the face of God, worshipping God. The method which one can apply to overcome this are brought down in the Teres Brachas. That there'll be no bereaved, and there'll be no barren women in your land. And I will fill the number of your years.
we strive to worship God with our inner passion. Our inner passion and our most powerful devotions. Unfortunately, there are times we find ourselves bereaved. Should never happen to any Jew. They fall into a situation of bereavement. Or even the concept of barren, even if they have children of their own, but they feel barren. Which means the inspiration, the passion that we cultivate in a short-lived situation. Or even more so, sometimes we find on the positive vein that our efforts develop genuine love and fear of God. But yet, unfortunately, they don't bear any fruit at all. Says the Tera, in your land. This hints to the reason for the barrenness. The word Baratzecha alludes to the Hebrew word of Ratzoin, which means to wish, desire. Biartzecha, therefore, is interpreted as due to your wishes, due to the personal satisfaction you derive from your worship of God. That's why you're not seeing the fruits. The sense of fulfillment a person derives from his divine service can unfortunately ultimately hinder the inner devotion to God from flourishing. His feelings of satisfaction taints his divine service and it therefore takes it to a degree where it makes him happy, content. Instead of but instead of decisively fulfilling God's will and desire, he picks and chooses the aspects of divine service, the ones that he relates to, that go well for him, and those that he does not, he, he avoids. Understandably, genuine love and unconditional commitment to God cannot thrive in such an environment. The Ratzai needs to be 100% pure. Amale Yomecha, I will fulfill your, your days. The key to overcoming this pitfall, pitfall, is to actually take, internalize the bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives at the end of the Pasuk, I will fulfill the number of your days. 
the days that God allots the person in this world are numbered. We're each given precisely enough time to achieve the goal for which we are born. If we don't achieve it, it's not because we didn't have enough time, it's because we didn't apply ourselves enough to it. And therefore you yourself are sabotaging your own mission. Kaddish Baruch Hu intends for you to fulfill this in your lifetime. And therefore, if somebody actually wakes up and smells the coffee, as we say, and they think it through, and they see this painful truth, they quickly abandon the search for feelings and achievements. And they devote every living moment, every breathing day, to realizing the potential they have in which to fulfill God's will and God's mission. And they have no time to harp on feelings and moods and one's internal relationship with God will thrive as God blesses us and there will be no barren moments there will be no bereavement may the attacker be no bereavement ever again amongst any Jews and Hashem should take us to the ultimate joy the joy of Bias Kyle Tzedek Mashiach Tzedkenu with his scholars, Rebbe Melech HaMashiach, and with his revelation and our redemption, we will march ahead into Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh, the Shabbos, and that we're giving the Shkolem, and Rashkadosh, we have the extra Karbanais, and we'll hear and sing together. Good Shabbos, Mishinichnas Oder, Marbim Besimcha.